Hello, hello, hello. This is Kelly. I'm Danielle. I'm Keely. And welcome to Aguda Murder Podcast, where you'll hear about sharp kills and cheesy thrills. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, listeners, to Aguda Murder Podcast, where we talk about sharp kills and cheesy thrills. I am your heiress of Havarti, Kelly, and I'm joined by my guilders of Gouda, Danielle, and Keely. Oh, hey. hey! That was ready. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I'm um, super proud of myself. That was... <laughs> you definitely Ooh. need to pat yourself on the back. So, we are in a new location, New Castle, this mm. evening. Uh, Keely, can you tell us, tell our listeners uh, where we're at? We're in my tiny Barbie home. Yay, Barbie home! <laughs> Barbie Castle house! Oh. Keely. So, I'm excited we're here. New location, mm-hmm. new cases, new mm-hmm. cheese, kitties. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the kitties and cheese, cheese and kitties, but there's kitties here, and I'm really excited. Yeah, they're just chillaxing. <laughs> yeah, there's no dogs. It's just cats. It's a different, different vibe, different cool cat vibe. You could still hear their nails on the floor, though. So. Mm. <laughs> you can hear the nails on the yeah, the dog the clacking. Hell yeah! <laughs> we already talked about it. Ouch! Just lighting my shit on fire. Well, anyway, so today's case uh, takes us out into the wilderness. Out into the fresh green woods, through some trails. So tonight's cheese is going to be following suit with the greens of Mother Nature with a bloody twist. Oh, I'm not sure if you guys are ready for it. I mean, so I don't know if I'm ready for it, but uh, there's no turning back now. Okay. No, there's no there's turning back. No we're going. Back. We're going in. We're diving deep. Okay. Past and the point of no return. No, past the point of no return. It's more or less, you know, you're halfway, you're fucked. So oh, keep going. We're halfway there. Ah! Yeah, living on a prayer, and um, with that, I'm going to let Keely spill her stuff and take us on this true crime trail. That was a very smooth intro. Oh Thank you. my Thank gosh. You, you know how away. cool I sound when I can actually write the words out beforehand? Hello! You, you sounded <laughs> so fancy. Okay. We love an organized queen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we are starting at Starved Rock. Um, it is a... Ooh. Very neat state park in northern Illinois. Okay. It's, Been there. Don't it's have. beautiful. It's really, it's really yes. Big. It's humongous. Very, very large. Did you know that is one of the smaller state parks in Illinois? What? Mm-hmm. In Illinois? In Illinois. It oh. is one of, one of the, there's 300 and, Holy I, shit. I believe, 60 um, parks. In Illinois? In Illinois. National what? Not, not national parks, just uh, larger like hiking parks. Yes, but I mean they're all taken care of by the state, so I mean they could be considered. They could be. Oh, uh, that, that Parks and Rec department. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. But uh, Starved Rock is one of the smaller ones. It's two thousand six hundred and thirty acres. The, the largest state park is an eight thousand acre wow. park, wow. and I believe it's uh, Prairie Greer. I can okay. I can look that one up, but I know that that is it's one of the largest state parks in Illinois. So okay, it's cool. Pretty cool. snazzy. Wow. So anyway, Starved Rock is known for its long winding trails and its secret waterfalls. Not yes. so secret, secret. So yeah, you, like, you, like, you, you gotta know where they're at to find mm-hmm. them or just follow the other people. Yeah, <laughs> follow yes. the crowd literally. Like, where's the water park? Where, where's the water park? Where's the water, where's park? The water park? Yeah, yeah. it's the natural water park. Austin and I and a couple buddies went there a few years back and. You know, weather said that it was going to be beautiful and, and clear the whole day. We got there, and it starts pouring. Oh, my God. And so what do we do? Instead of running back towards our vehicles, we run deeper into the trail. Uh, we find one of these caves, and we hide in it for a couple, uh, like, 
maybe 15, 20 minutes, and we turn, there's a waterfall behind us that we missed. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was so cool. I love waterfalls. But yeah, we were like parkour in it, trying to jump over. <laughs> that sounds like a How did Austin note. not break an ankle at that time? I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, and, but and you know, especially you. when you go during like the warmer seasons, or just in that, because you're in the woods, it's freaking humid in there because of all that vegetation so it could be breezy and nice out even though it's warm yeah. you wouldn't know that when you're in the woods so it's already kind of like swampy and then on top of it for it to be yeah, raining yeah but yeah so it was trumping through the mud there. it was yeah. it was yeah, a yeah, really trumping. fun it was a really fun time though but awesome. sounds great awesome love that the name starved rock do you know where that name came from somebody starved yes. the rock not a rock. All right. Yeah, it has to do with like Native Americans. Yes. So, Star Rock came from a rough battle between two Native American tribes, the Illiwick or Illinois. Yes, that one. I think. And then uh Potawatomi tribe. Okay. The Illinois tribe sought out refuge atop of the mountain. Mountain? I do know this. And they were trying to wait it out until the other tribe had left. And they decided that they were going to make buckets, and they used vines to try to get water from the very bottom of uh, the Illinois River. And every time they got their vine down, the Potawatomi tribe would cut it off. Yep. And they they starved up there. They starved yeah. and died. So killed off almost the entire tribe. Damn. I believe the entire tribe actually. So, but Literally just I them out at the bottom and just mm-hmm. how fucking Dang. I wouldn't say petty because I mean that's that was the thing you did territorial like. But yeah, I you're mean you're in my spot. We could do How a whole episode on that because there's a there's a whole mm-hmm. debacle on that. It is insane. But I'd be down. We're, we're gonna fast forward okay. to 1960. Okay. It is March, uh, March 14th, and Lillian Edding, Mildred Linquist, and Frances Murphy, all wives of some pretty big businessmen, mm-hmm. decided that they were gonna take a trip to Star Rock. It was a four day, four day adventure. Lillian was the one that planned the trip after spending the entire winter taking care of her husband, George, after an almost deadly heart attack. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So she needed a little getaway. Yeah, she was like, I, I don't care what we do. I want to, you know, be out in the adventure and in, in nature, and I I got to get out of the house. And what year was this? 1960. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And it's a ladies' trip in mm-hmm. the 60s. Yeah, so like, like me alive in the 60s. No. no, just kidding. I would love to have been alive in the 70s. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, like that. early teens, maybe mm. early 20s. No, this age, 30s in the 70s. I'd 100% okay. be a part of a cult if I was from back then. <laughs> oh my God. Not Daniel's like, like, yeah, Manson. I wouldn't really anything, but I would definitely follow. get away from the Danielle got the there. tattoo on her forehead. Stop. Like, said, not stop. the Manson tribe. Anyway. <laughs> so, the three ladies packed into Francis' uh, gray station wagon, and they checked into the Starved Rock Lodge. Mm-hmm. They dropped their things off at their rooms, and they headed out. Onto the hike. So at the hotel too, like there's yes, hotel Star Rock online. has lodging there. Mm-hmm. Even back then, it did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, obviously you're saying that, but yeah. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, big snazzy. It's gorgeous. Dang. They're pretty. They're pretty pricey. So oh, like, I got it. I got it. Yeah. So anyway, the three of them headed out onto the St. Louis Canyon Trail, which is only a mile from their lodging. This even today is a super popular trail because if you follow it all the way through, it'll lead to one of the three or four waterfalls they have on the hmm. on the path. Okay. It's a pretty known trail. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so all three of the women they 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 are pretty adventurous anyway. Um sorry, 
They're in their fifties. I was literally they're, just about yes, to sorry, they're sorry. I I totally <laughs> they totally went over. Yeah, okay. the the two are fifty and one is forty nine. Okay. Forty seven. Yeah, Lillian and Mildred are 50, and Francis is 47. But obviously, they're in somewhat of good shape. They're yes. On a, they're on a, a trip yep. in a state park to do some yeah. outdoor mm-hmm. stuff. You wouldn't, so. Yeah, if you were, like, you know, sore, creaky, cracky, you wouldn't be like, Adam, want to Let's go on a hike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, they, they do. got Let's easy trails, but even, even, even yes. like, somebody in, in good shape, like, I mean, it's, you're still, still but this climbing. Is, this is energy. also March. In, Ooh, so in Illinois, so mm-hmm. it's so chilly. it it had it had so been winter. a yep it was snowing out they wow. they originally just wanted to go see the waterfall as it was frozen because wow. it's a beautiful oh, view yeah. to see. Um, they had their gear on. They had their their thick rubber boots. They had their coats and whatever. They left all of their stuff in the hotel or in the lodge, and they only brought their uh, camera bag and a set of binoculars. Oh, yeah, so they're just going out for a, maybe not a quick hike, mm-hmm. but they're going out, they're coming back. Yep. They're planning to come back. Planning, maybe planning like to come back. Yep. Yeah. They're going to see a frozen waterfall. Mm-hmm. This was the last time any of them would be seen alive. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Jones? Sorry, just the, the way your, uh, your face was like, oh, oh Jane my God. contemplating over here. Yeah. So, George... Lillian's husband called the lodge a few hours later to check in with Lillian Mm -hmm. because she said that it would ease her mind knowing that everyone at home is safe when she got to her her lodge, her safety, whatever. That makes sense. Checking in. Mm -hmm. So all three women stocked the homes before leaving so the family wouldn't starve because, oh my gosh, how dare dare your husband have to cook food, the businessman. Honestly. (laughs) Sorry. So... The staff said that they saw them check in and they headed to the trails and to call back in the morning. Right. You know, yeah. leave them alone. Right. So the next morning, George called again and staff said they saw the women at breakfast and would have her call when they came back to the lodge. Wait, mm-hmm. what? Um, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, it's hard for the lodge staff to know how many people yeah. there are and right. you well, know yeah, there were so many at the time especially i mean even in march it was still a busy time people so were they and seen, going though or were they just being like oh yeah we probably saw yeah, them yep. you know what I'm i mean sure I saw okay them. okay mm-hmm. i was like wait so were they seen and not trying to stress the husband out or yeah. anything because okay. this is now the second time he's called you liars mm-hmm mm-hmm and they didn't think anything of it to go have staff go check the trails they're like it's it's fine it's, fine. it's not a big deal so, <laughs> so George felt extremely frustrated. And uh, how dare his wife not call him after she was the one that said, "I'll call you when I get you." So he's frustrated with her. Well, he's he's frustrated with her. He's frustrated that you know staff didn't have her call or whatever. Yeah. And, he, and he's I, I he think he's like know. stressed out at this point. Yeah. yeah. He just also had a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be stressing out. So yeah. <laughs> on. March 16th, 1960, so a couple days later, George called again. So this would be two days later. Yeah. A couple. Oh my God, it's and, been like 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Demanded to speak to his wife. And nothing of it. No. So when he got off the phone, he was able to get a hold. Uh, he pulled a few strings and was able to get a search party out there. Wow. Found the three bodies. <gasps> oh my God. Mm-hmm. How far away from Star Rock do they live? Do you know? Like, they they were in the Chicago area. All, okay, all three okay. of them. Uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm so terrified. From, so from here, 
when they had when he had called the lodge that day on the 16th and maid had said to some other staff that she had gone to go clean the rooms like you do every morning and mm-hmm. saw that the beds were untouched the their yeah their bags were sitting on top of the beds as if no one had ever been there except for it looked like someone had taken a shower there were to- dirty towels on the ground and there was a brown reddish film in the shower that she had cleaned away. Oh no. Brown reddish as in like maybe some blood and maybe dirt. Maybe blood, maybe dirt. I don't know maybe. what this is, but I'm gonna clean the fuck out of it. Yeah. So the room is completely untouched except for the bathroom where mm-hmm. somebody has washed something off of mm-hmm. themselves. Right, cool, mm-hmm. that's that's because and that's that's not the maid's fault, that's her her doing her job. Right. Yep. Right, not thinking anything. Right, of right, it. because I'm, I'm sure like worse. there's, I'm sure there's different yeah. types of dirt and mud. Yeah, like on I'm, a hiking trail. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. of course yeah. the rooms yeah. are gonna be dirty. Yep. So she didn't think anything of it, cleaned it out, and left. Didn't. But also, like none of their bags and stuff were open. So like, who took a shower and got into this? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You would have gotten into your bag to get a change of clothes. Right. But their stuff is untouched. But I, I was also trying to see it from this point of view. In this time, you're supposed to have your room clean. So like, could well, it could it have been that these women made their beds, and you know put true. their bags Again, in the corner the of the 60s. bed like yeah. Well, so when also. they went on this hike, was that like when they first arrived? Yep, at they Star got Breath? they got to the lodge. They checked in. They put their bags in their room, and then they went straight out onto their hike because they were already dressed and ready to go. So they literally did not return back to their hotel nope. room. Is essentially what mm-hmm. we're hearing here because there mm-hmm. is no return. Because it's not like they came back, slept, and then made their beds and cleaned their room up and mm-hmm. put their stuff on there. No, like, it hasn't been touched since they put their stuff down. Mm-hmm. What? But, yeah. it, but I mean, from a different perspective, though, I mean, maybe I they did that. come back. That's true. They, still... they cleaned up after themselves, because that's, that's what you're trying I, yeah. to do as a woman. Yeah. In the 60s. I guess that's what I'm saying. You were a proper woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I... I'm, I was trying to see it from, like, maybe the maid was like, oh, they clean their own room themselves. How great. And well, yeah, she probably would. She probably sees but a also, bunch of shit. Yeah, you know but also, mean? the bathroom was dirty, so, like, yeah. would that have... Would that have, maybe, it obviously didn't, mm-hmm. like, trigger a red flag for her to be like, right. what's going on, but... No, yeah. Right. But now, looking back at it, we're like, why was that? Mm-hmm. 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 So, okay. from here, I... We're just gonna do a cheese break. What? Okay. Okay. So you leave us on that. Uh, I I sure am. Wow. Oh my goodness. So I am already second guessing my love or like of hiking and going on trails. I don't know about all that. Well, granted, it was the '60s, but still. Like when you were telling us that, like you know, her her husband had to was was calling the main office. I'm like, why is he not calling her? Oh yeah, it's the '60s. It's mm-hmm. not fucking cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to be routed and, to the. Yeah, room. I, I had to remind myself slowly. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> How long ago was the '60s? Sixty years ago. Yeah, that's a long freaking mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. What a weird time that would have been compared to where we're I know. Right so I mean, I love I love anything analog anything like that mm-hmm. i mean obviously hiking is analog i mean there's mm-hmm. no people like and then unless you're like really super fucking into it in the wilderness where like there's no gps location right. you just got like a compass it's so a trail again, as old as time yeah but like starbuck also has like all their trails like listed like a mm-hmm. lot of like nowadays when you go you there's like the little plaques that say oh you are yep. here it's mm-hmm. like follow the green dot to get yeah. back they'll, they'll show you maps mm-hmm. and i'm, I'm yep. assuming they would have done that back in the 60s also but you know who knows I don't know. Who knows? Like that. They said secret waterfalls, so you never know. I know. I said secret waterfalls. 
Absolutely. Do it. I don't want to go too in depth with it, but it was, you know, okay, so like, of course, Illinois is in the Midwest state, centrally located, sandwiched between Iowa, Missouri, Indiana, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're shadowed by, you know, the very pride and true, the dairy state themselves. Wisconsin. 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 Um, Illinois has 360 dairy farms versus Wisconsin's nearly 9,000. Jeez. <laughs> but us remember, quantity is not everything. No. Okay? Because there are plenty of Illinois dairy farmers and creameries that have plenty of quality to make up for their lack of quantity. Yeah. Like yes, yes. Uh, some notable uh, cheesemakers to visit. I didn't want to do a huge list. Um, but one of the very most well-known, larger ones is Prairie Fruits Farm and Creamery. They're in Champaign, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Most well-known farmstead and cheese operation in Illinois, which okay. is really cool. A Ludwig Farmstead Creamery, which is in Fithian, Illinois. Okay. And they made up a, they're made up of a fifth-generation family setting um, since okay. the 1860s. Oh, wow. So I don't wow. know why. I mean, that's a long, I mean, I think five generations, like, but that's, yeah. That's a, long, that's a lot. Long, what long. was the town name called? Fithian, Illinois. Fithian. F I T H I A N. Fithian. Fithian. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Yes. And then there's also my kid's next name. Yeah. Fithian. Fithian. Sounds like he was like a list. Fithian. Yes. Lillian. Fithian. Is it Lillian? Fithian? Fithian? I don't know. Vivian? Vivian? Yeah. Town of Fifth. Fifth Hill. And then, okay, moving back. Sorry, kids. Anybody who lives in Fithian, sorry. Uh, there's also a prominent, you know, going a little bit more north towards the fucking, um, why can't think of it. I'm having a Okay. Uh, Stanford Cheese Company, which is in Chicago, and is well known for their aging techniques and small batch cheeses. So that's just, okay. again, not the whole list, just the tip off the ice block, but yeah, I just thought, you know, to be well. Of the well, cheese bar? We made bar. our name, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are many, many other shops worth mentioning, of course. Like I said, easily listed all online, but today's cheese needed not long of a trip. I was able to get this at our local farmer's market. I love it's a, it's a, It says a walnut cheese, but it's not walnut cheese. Because like when I picked it out and I bought it and I'm like, oh my god, this would be so good. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, walnut cheese. And I'm like, oh, fuck, did I get like some like vegan cheese? cheese? And I'm like, no, no offense y'all vegans. I'm good. <laughs> but I'm... your vegan cheese, your cashew cheese, your nut cheese, it's not for me. And I was really, really scared. I'm good. Really, really scared I got the wrong cheese. <laughs> oh, no. I was too excited about it and I got the wrong one. But no, I, I just second-guessed myself. It's okay. actually... And, you know, there's there's milk in there. I checked. Okay. It's just okay. from Walnut, Illinois. Okay. Walnut cheese from Walnut, Illinois. There you go. It is a tomato, tomato basil jack. Tomato. So, Jack of the Monterey. We're Ooh. coming back to Jack. What do you know about Jack? Basil. You don't know about Jack. You don't know Jack. As if many of you, you know, you should. recalled, there were a lot of pairings of Monterey Jack, tomato basil, 
as well as mayonnaise and burger buns. Stop I was literally it. just gonna say that was uh, the one that was paired with a <laughs> So three different know, kinds of bread. Yeah, you know, those things. But today we're gonna be pairing something. Okay, tomato, basil, Jack. Okay, what are these kind of things? Very, very fresh garden taste. You know, we're in the wilderness. We're in Starved Rock with all the greenery, mm-hmm. the freshness. Tomato basil is a very usually a fresh taste. So yes. You know, we see that a lot on, like, pizzas, mm-hmm. um, you know, caprese, like, you know, panini sandwiches. Mm. So I mean, there's bruschetta, which, I mean, tomato and mozzarella, which is, again, mm. also fucking delicious. Today, we are going to be pairing <laughs> our cheese with something a little bit more spicy, a little oh. bit more bloody. Oh. <gasps> Do we know what it is, ladies? Oh, uh, oh, oh Bloody no. Mary. No. Uh, yeah, bloody Mary. <laughs> I am really excited because, uh, one, Keely does not like tomato juice. Mm-mm. Uh, Danielle has never had Bloody I Mary. I have never had a Bloody Mary. I'm really <laughs> so excited. So I made a little small batch. Not too spicy, because I love my Bloody Mary spicy. Ooh, but, um, you know, as many, spicy. many may or may not know, you know, tomato tomato juice, spices, you know, some, like, celery salt. I do, like, okay. lowry salt. You can have, like, you can make mm. a, a, a Bloody Mary, like, a gazillion different ways, just depending mm-hmm. on what your taste. Usually made yeah. with vodka. I've like heard that there's no real recipe. That there's you no really real just recipe. Put your heart recipe. Into it's it. just basically just, like, a fucking trail mix of juice and si- spices. Oh, throw a couple trail nuts in there. Yeah. On the trail. On the trail. <laughs> I mean, hello. It's all tying in so So, today, we, what we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to do a little Bloody Mary shooter, and then we're going to chase it with our cheese. Ooh, because you know when you get a Bloody Mary, you get you get a big hunk of cheese, yeah. you get a pickle, you yep, get some olives, some, olives, some celery, some, yeah, some celery, bacon. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's it's a big old slab of you know summer sausage. So we're gonna have Someone a setup. Tiny we do have pickles here there. though too. Yes. Don't we? yes, we have. We can do. We can do like a, if I had like two, we could do like a little strand. Do like a little pickle cheese chaser mm. after we take our drink. Yeah. and see how it all blends together in our mouths. I love so that. So I made. Okay, so of course I like I said I'm I pre-made our our bloody marys and so I just got a general bloody mary mix. Uh, but the alcohol, you know, usually it is made with traditionally like a vodka like a Tito's. Mm-hmm. I used pickle moonshine. <laughs> so a couple shots of pickle moonshine for so it'll already have that pickly flavor, but also have a little extra kick because again it's moonshine. I did also add some celery salt, some uh, sriracha because I like it a little sriracha. spicy. It's not gonna be too too crazy. It really smells so good. It's good. You know that's her? Sriracha. Sriracha. I put yeah, it yeah, on everything. My right, boyfriend right, does right. put it on everything. So let's sriracha. let's do this. Let's do this. We want to do a pickle and grab a. I'm gonna grab a pickle and cheese. Me too. I have my pickle that. and cheese here. Okay. Keely, get on board right now. I can't promise if one of these pickles is a moonshine pickle or regular pickle, but one of y'all is gonna get extra kick. Okay. All right. So let's do it. <laughs> cheers, ladies. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, cheers. Clink. 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 Thoughts? Thoughts, ma'am? Keely, you're making a gross face. I need another drink of this Bloody Mary. That was really good. I just got smooth, nice and tasty. Not I like too... how spicy that was. Yeah. The Ooh, Bloody Mary you found was spicy? Not like spicy, but like I, spice. I got the sriracha. Mm-hmm. I got the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a warm moonshine feel. Yeah. Pickle moonshine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have more if you want more. We got a whole thing of it. I know Keely's not going to drink it, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was good. So it's all yeah, that was... it's all blended together. So guys, next time you're thinking about doing a Bloody Mary, maybe consider doing some tomato basil jack. Yeah, it was, it was really good excellent. together. Yeah. Really good. Um, mm. Again, like a pickle, 
Really? A Bloody Mary is not a Bloody Mary without a pickle or celery. I, mean, I didn't have bacon, unfortunately, but that's also <laughs> that's also accoutrement with whatever you got to put in your Bloody Mary. Right. And it's just like the best way to either start off your brunch, start off your lunch, end your day. I mean, I think a Bloody Mary is good any day. Sure, anytime. I, I Honestly, keep it on me. Times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we could heat it up and you pretend it's, like, soup. Stop it right now. We could dip these garlic chips in there. Yeah, we got some garlic chips. There you go. Just let it just let it warm up. Just room temp Keely up a little. Keely is just disgusting. And Keely doesn't right like now. the red sauce, red tomatoes. You guys are just a bunch of fucking heathens. Does it give you heartburn when you eat, like, red sauce and stuff? No. no. I just don't like the, I don't like the taste. No. Mm-hmm. You don't enjoy which is, it. Which is really weird because I love pico. I like, okay. I don't mind tomatoes in pico or mm. salsa. Okay. I can't do spaghetti bread sauce. Okay. I can't. You don't yeah. like the marinara. Like a meat sauce? No. Don't like don't that like mm-hmm. red sauce. But I like Austin's lasagna. So make that make sense. I don't know. That does not. It will, I think you just have food aversions. You like yeah. certain things and you don't like certain things. I don't know. Maybe. I love, I I love a red sauce. I love tomato soup and grilled cheese. That is such a flippant When I effort. was pregnant with my last son, I ate that every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tomato soup and grilled cheese. cheese. I had two grilled cheeses within this weekend. I had one for dinner yesterday at a local pub for a winter show. And then, so I don't even know how some places like toast their bread to be. It's so crispy. Like it's mm-hmm. crispy out, like toasted on the outside mm-hmm. and then like fluffy on the inside. I don't, I don't understand know how, you do that. how you know some what of that do is. is. Put a grilled cheese in this fucking yeah. bloody For, oh my goodness, for my cousin's <laughs> wedding, his cocktail hour, yeah. he had many grilled cheese bites and shooters and like little flights of, it was a Bloody it. Mary. It was a Bloody it. Mary shot with like a little tiny grilled cheese. Um, I'm gonna be sick. going out of town for my brother's wedding, and now if we don't have these little grilled cheese, it's good. Then we're leaving. We're leaving. I'm driving 14 hours home. All right. Well, <laughs> you're going on a trip where we just took this taste trip. Mm. And Keely, let's get back to get what back to the trails. Start to these trails. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> cheese break. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Yes. We're still point. sipping on these yeah, Bloody Marys. Me and still sipping. I'm not. That was... You tried it. I tried it. Yep. Okay. Yep. One and done. One and done. <laughs> so... That'd be my little white life. One and done. <laughs> there we go. I'm only having one drink tonight. Yeah, one. Okay, so thank God. One and done. <laughs> so, <laughs> the women's bodies were found Rest in the night. caves. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not too far from the waterfalls. Okay. Oh, do you think they made it to the waterfalls? Maybe. Okay, sorry, keep going. Their heads were beat. Oh. Mm-hmm. Their skirts were over their heads. Huh. Okay. Oh. Okay. okay. I'm sorry, sorry, continue. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. They all had skirts on? Yep, they... Yeah. Back yeah. in the 60s, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In March. Francis Murphy's fingertip, missing. What? But wait, there's more. <laughs> oh my god. Their camera bag and binoculars were not far from where the bodies were found, and some of the detectives said it looked like a stage scene. Ooh. But others were telling people to keep an eye out for a sex crazed maniac. Okay. A blood covered tree limb was found and believed to be the weapon. So they were bludgeoned by a tree limb? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So when I when I said watch out for the sex crazed maniac, mm-hmm. their their skirts were above their heads and their legs were all were all spread open. So that's why some of them were saying it looked like a scene, and uh, because the bodies were not found right on time, they couldn't fa- they didn't have any proof of sexual assault. And it's like outside in March, mm-hmm. snowy, mm-hmm. cold. 
And so the day the day after they went on their hike when they checked in, it had snowed that evening. So there were no they couldn't find any any sort of footprints. No, there was nothing snowed, like that. Snowed mm-hmm. over it. Oh. And so a lot of a lot of the police that were searching for cuz there was very minimal blood in the caves, which means that they were not that attacked the in there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like legends and morals. And so they they were out on the trails <laughs> with blow torches. <gasps> trying to melt the snow. Trying to melt the snow to try to find to find the blood. But mm-hmm. wouldn't that melt any, or at least contaminate it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they oh. did. They did find a fairly large amount of blood, not too far from where the cave was. Okay. Okay. Was it like out in the open? Mm-hmm. A little yeah. bit off of the trail. Like visible like, from the trail? Yes, visible okay. from the That's trail. How bold. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, George, the husband, had 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 paid way too much money to have all these polygraph tests done on all of the staff. Wow. Oh, man. And this this was over, over a few months where everyone had gone through and they had passed all of these polygraph tests. Mm-hmm. Everyone had given their information that they, they could give and... The only person who wasn't interviewed right off the bat was 21-year-old Chester Wager, who left, who, who was a dishwasher there. He was a previous employee, but he had quit pretty recently. Uh, it, I couldn't figure out if it was before the accident or... Shortly after. Or after, yes. But Around anyway... the time of the accident, mm-hmm. he was... And he had, he had left Starved Rock, the lodge as a dishwasher, to go work and start his career... As a painter with his dad. Okay. At some point, yeah. people had asked him why he had all of these scratches on his face. And he said it was from shaving. And this is when police had finally interviewed him. How old is he? 21 years old. So this isn't the first time he shaved before and he looks like he got mold. Maybe. Hmm. You'll never know. Yeah, maybe. Could be. Could be. Could be. Or maybe he was... Shaving in the dark? I don't know. You never know. Yeah. Maybe they didn't yes. know the lights went out. So. You never know, honestly. So the police asked about the scratches on his face. He told them it was from shaving. And police decided they were going to keep a really close eye on him. They had they had found... Detectives found on the scene where the women were found was twine. And this twine matched the twine that they used in the kitchen on the lodge. Oh. Uh, for what they used for food. To, to wrap the meat in and okay. where did okay. this guy work at? Like he was a dishwasher in the lodge. Oh, okay, so he was working in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So he had access to it. Okay. So when they had searched Chester, they had also found twine on Chester, like on in, his in, his, in his pocket, in bag, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when Why? they asked him, they, he said that he uses the twine to keep his kids entertained. Like they're cats. <laughs> Like, I mean, yes. Look at this. Yes. <laughs> I have children, and I don't think I've ever, like, pulled a piece of twine out of my pocket and been like... <laughs> you like, figure this out. Yeah, no. But, like, it was also the 1960s, so, I like, here, I... play with this piece of twine yes. instead of a tablet, so... But why would he have it on his person? I don't know! His would have it then, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, they, also, they also took his coat because they saw a mysterious stain on oh. on his coat and he said it was blood from a raccoon from catching a raccoon um that sounds legit sounds so pretty legit i i want to bring up a throwback oh too legit to quit uh, about chester 
12-year-old Chester raped an 8-year-old girl. Oh, my God. When he was walking home from school or something. A park. I don't know. Saw a little girl. Raped her. There's blood all over him. Because, you know, she was... was Yeah. Yes. Um, Eight years old. uh Uh-huh. And so, when... I don't know if it was his mom or dad, parent, whoever, asked why there was blood all over him, and he said he killed a snake. And that's why there's blood all over him. Not a raccoon. He went to juvie. He uh, he was charged with the rape of an eight-year-old. You know, whatever. He he himself was only a child. Like, can you imagine Mm -hmm. that? So then that's not going to be on his adult record, Mm -hmm. is it? Nope. Nope. Not Was not on his record at all. So this wasn't even, like, brought up in court as uh, as an issue. But just just a weird fact that he used the excuse of there's blood on his clothes from an animal twice. And it just so happens that there's a rape and now there's three women dead. So... Weird, 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 weird. And even, and we don't know that they were raped yet, right? They nope. were just positioned nope. in a way mm-hmm. that could look look like they may motivated. have been yep. correct. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be ruled out that they were yep. raped. Yep. Hmm. So Chester ended up passing three polygraph tests on oh. where were you, how this happened, okay. whatever. He failed one. I, I mean, but I mean, I've heard on a podcast those, before. Those are not accurate. No, it's about mm-hmm. as accurate as a hot dog in a trench coat is what I've heard. What? What? What is that even? What? What does that even say? I've never what? heard that before. Can you say something better, like okay, you know, three no. kids in a trench it's coat from, or some shit? No, uh, I think dog. the little rascals in the, in the <laughs> trench coat bang scene. No, it's from Morbid. I think the Morbid girls say it. They say that a, a hot dog. In they a say that a lie detector test is about as accurate as a or at. What do they say? As believable as a hot dog in a trench coat or something okay. like that. Okay. Something dumb. Something dumb. Because <laughs> right, well, you can you can lie during a polygraph, especially okay. And you can't and, use polygraphs in court. And mm-hmm. this is the '60s, mm-hmm. so also it's a lot different polygraph technology as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and this man is also a known liar. And a known liar, or if if you're like yes. any sort of like you know sociopath or psychopath. Yes. You your believe what you're saying. Your empathy is mm-hmm. lacking, so mm-hmm. your your mm-hmm. heart rate wouldn't necessarily change. Like when you're thinking about something or talking about something. Oh my god, that's so creepy. <sighs> Hot dog in a trench coat. I'm not going to get over that. <laughs> so yeah, any... That's about morbid girls. <laughs> so he had passed three, he failed one, and on November 17th, 1960, so only a few months later, he confesses to the murders. A 14-page confession, which I, I believe it was more than 14. From some of the articles they read, it was four, fourteen. Yep, went into full detail. Oh no! Okay. He goes into detail about how it was a, wa- a robbery gone wrong. Said that he thought the camera bag was a purse, and he tried to rip it off one of the women. He tied the three up and tried to leave. You know, didn't want to get caught. Oops, oh, my course. bad. Yeah. One of them escaped and beat him over the head with binoculars. Which could explain the scratches on his face, and you know she tried to fight him off. Right, right. He but said, are heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he said that he snapped. He looked down and saw a large tree limb, and he beat the ever loving shit out of, out of one of the three women, and then decided that the other two women saw him and could identify mm-hmm. him. So, right. might as well just go for two and three. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. <laughs> How convenient for him. So, like I said, he they were originally killed on the trail, or off, near the trail. He said that when he looked up, he saw an airplane flying overhead and thought that it was the police. And so he drug their bodies into the cave where he, they couldn't be seen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then left them there. He's Well, he said he's, he then 
made the scene look like a rapist maniac was on the loose. Okay, but I don't believe that because he's already has a charge for rape from when he was a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. How convenient for him. Crazy, Again. Crazy, 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 crazy. Two days later, he took back his confession. <laughs> and said, and you said. shred those pages. Yeah. yeah he them. said that the police forced him to confess or they would kill him. Okay, I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. I, I mean, police, that has happened before in the past. But, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. again, you have a charge already for rape. So <laughs> I ain't buying it. So, April 3rd, 1961, Chester is sentenced to life. Mm-hmm. The entire time he's been in prison, he has maintained his innocence. Oh. On February 21st, 2020, he was released. <gasps> How old was he? 80... Oh, Damn. yeah, because in the 60s, and he's in the 20s, huh? Mm-hmm. Why would that even... Mm-hmm. But he's made... So is there any DNA evidence or forensic evidence tying him to the murder other than the twine, the scratch marks, and his confession that he recanted, which is all circumstantial? Technically, there was no DNA of his found at the scene. Well, again, like... The not on the tree branch. Not which, on... I mean, but even still, like... Mm-hmm. You could still be able, even back then. I feel like you could still be able to, t- and I could be wrong. You right. could be able to tell at least blood types apart. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe. But also, if it wasn't, if it wasn't conserved properly, yeah. you well, could especially when you're in the winter and, and the snow the, is contaminated everything. The pictures from uh, some of the newscast, the news that was on the scene, they. They weren't wearing gloves. No, they there's were, no yep. preservation of crime. There's there's a then. picture of two of the investigators holding the large tree limb. No gloves. You can see blood is on one side. I mean, it's a, it's a black and white photo, but you can see this side is it's it's dark, darker. And this mm-hmm. looks like a normal tree. And they're both holding it, and they're like kind of pointing it out and touching well, it. Well, how many yes, cases yep. have we talked about from back in the day where mm-hmm. people just can just tramp on in yes. this person's yes. house where they found all these dead mm-hmm. bodies or I whatever? I think it's very, uh, you know, like very with the times, like how mm-hmm. many people were able to build up to like a serial killer status yeah. because of lack of technology mm-hmm. or lack of scientific knowledge and lack of, you know, police intel about yeah. that, you know, yep. Yep. like sharing information from like, you know, state to state or county to county or whatever, you know, all that. Like, there's no, like, there wasn't, like, a database. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel for police back then, you know, like, having to deal with that stuff. But that also doesn't mean to make somebody falsely confess if you don't have the evidence against yep. them. If that's what happened with this Chester person. Mm-hmm. But. So, so that's all I have on Chester. Wow. Okay. I do have, I do have another idea on the story. Okay. So the three the three women were all married to large Chicago businessmen. I was just gonna ask because one of the husbands paid for that search, so what, they must have been well off. Yeah. Which question? Okay. Okay. George called that evening that the women went missing. Yeah. Right. He he said that it was just to check in on his wife. Was it to check in on his wife or have an alibi that he was trying to make sure his wife was okay? There's one. Yeah. Okay. 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 Another thing. So I I think that this could be mob related well, or affiliated. Chicago during the sixties mm-hmm. with large businessmen. Mm-hmm. Nothing was stolen or missing. Francis's fingertip was missing. Could they have cut her what? finger off to prove that you, your wife is gone? Done. Yeah. So Chester, did he ever say anything about the fingertip missing? Nope. Hmm. 
Okay. Yep. 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 Uh, I like I said, George called the night that they went out, and then two different types of hair was found in the in one of the women's hands. Two different types two of different hair? strands of hair, not Chester's. Okay. What, was it each other's? Possibly. Nope. Wasn't one of the other women. Nope. Nope. And a witness at the lodge said that there was a black car with no plates parked near the trail entrance of the St. Louis uh, Canyon. Mm-hmm. They had come up from the trail, they poured water on their hands, and they immediately got in their car and left. Oh. oh. Two people, Sus- they said? Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. Around the time of this the, the, happening? The day that they had arrived. So, was, so, yeah, because they never went back to their hotel room. No. They mm-hmm. literally set their stuff down and went on a hike. Mm-hmm. And, so and who someone went had back said to the that. the hotel room and fucking showered is what I want to know. That is my question that I've had from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Maybe these. these Maybe they went back into their room to be like, mm-hmm. hmm, do I need to bring a souvenir with me for one of the husbands if that's the right? case? Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Could the residue. And, oh, sorry. No. But no, I was like, fine. and did Because Chester, Chester, like admitted, quote-unquote, admitted mm-hmm. to bludgeoning them with a tree, branch, whatever, mm-hmm. never mentioning one fingertip, right. and did he not then, like, have anything, any sort of instruments to be able to do that? He had the twine, mm-hmm. but, like, for, to cut off a fingertip, you either need a knife and or some sort of bolt cutter. to go to a crime without a weapon and to just rely on the scene to provide a weapon is very shoddy. Yeah. Most people don't go in without a weapon. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to commit a crime, whether it's a robbery right. or a rape, you're going to mm-hmm. have a weapon already with you. Well, he had the, tw- he said he had the twine, he was planning right. on like tying the ladies up, getting the, getting the cam, the mm-hmm. bag, the, the whatever he thought was mm-hmm. a purse. Yeah. And maybe that's all, maybe if Chester had done that part, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe that's all he thought he needed. But again, that's very suspicious. Like how, how was that fingertip cut off when and where the fuck is he, it? yeah. Mm-hmm. Where is it? I also have another, another, uh... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> another idea. Yes. A, a woman in 2006 was on her deathbed. Okay. Said that... Ooh. Deathbed confession. Yep. <gasps> so said, said that a few, a few years when she was younger, they were on, they were at Starved Rock, and they ran into, her, her and a couple friends ran into some older women, and they drugged them into a cave. What? Mm-hmm. Before, a woman said this? Yes. A, oh a woman that was on her deathbed said that when her and her friends were younger, they ran into these women on the on the trails, and, and something bad happened, and so they had to, like, take care of business. And oh before, before the woman could finish what she was saying, her daughter had come in and was like, she's fucking crazy, ignore what she's saying, and, like, kick the police out. Well, here's what I'll say is that's all public knowledge. So she could have just been crazy and just saying mm-hmm. what she was already Which released. A lot of a lot of dementia patients yes. will if if they watched a TV show or something, they'll yeah. they believe what's going on. So I mean yeah. that could be the case, but also and also though, but she could have been young at that time and been to Starbuck, and so that mm-hmm. could have been a big case in her mind. Mm-hmm. And then when she, yeah, mm-hmm. that's ah. mm-hmm. but. She had gone into detail, and there was some detail that was not released oh. to, um, okay, the public. to the public at that time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just kind of up in the air. It has this case been solved? Has Chester, it yeah. was Chester? Again, was Chester no, the guy? If there's no, if there's anything other than circumstantial evidence tying him to the scene, then sure. 
But it seems like it's all circumstantial at this point, mm-hmm. and there's no yeah. explanation for this missing fingerprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fingertip. That's what I mean. Tip. Fingertip. Yeah. Tip, it's and then like a yeah. whole part of your finger gone. Again, have you looked into any or, type of mob that could have gotten bitten off? Uh, yeah, yeah. It could have been a it's, bunch of anything. Mm-hmm. I want to know if they really looked into like the husbands and their lives and their backgrounds to see if there was any mob ties. And I don't think they could look into it. They got enough money, they could just mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, sometimes like you know, you get something that sudden that I don't even say that that wasn't even like an intense murder crime, but that mm-hmm. you know, like police just don't want. They just want to wrap it up. They just want to like okay, yes, yes, this is the guy. We they got need a it resolution. Done. Yeah, they 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 you know they got yes. an open case. They got to close it. They yep. closed it. The guy's in prison. Yep. Which, I mean, which we, all, which is also a big cause of false confessions because police are so eager to close cases because of whatever type of reputation or whatever timeline they have mm-hmm. that they ultimately and uh, I don't think beat the fucking confession right. out of you. And I don't know exactly what all training mm-hmm. tacks that they had, like, you know, in the 60s to become a police officer. Right. Like, what, again, like, what that training because you think about it like you know the I'm imagining uh, not a FBI, lot FBI like you know special like you know special victims like those types of departments those psychological like you know having police tr- be mm-hmm. more trained for mental stability and you mm-hmm. know the psychology behind all that kind of stuff wasn't really a thing it wasn't mm-hmm. it was it was like maybe starting to become a thing but really wasn't mm-hmm. until again more so in the like the late 70s 80s and into the 90s even nowadays you know what i mean like we still struggle with right being able to decide what is a threat to society and what's a men- just a mental health issue you know right. what i mean right so i can't imagine what it was like back then yeah i can't yeah, imagine because half the time Spider. We have a spider joining us. I'm gonna announce it. <laughs> Keely just got up so quietly. I thought you were going to the bathroom. That is a ginormous spider. It it's is not even not, that big. It's like as big as a thumbnail. Your thumbnail. That is a With big legs. psych. That's a little. That's a little that's jumper. It looks like a little spray out. Oh, you're gonna. You're gonna. Are you gonna? Yeah. Oh, Keely. Get it. Take it outside. No, just squish it. Yeah. Squash it with that notebook right there. Okay, well, anyway, um, thanks for listening, cheese bags. Thanks. We're going to kill the Stay spider. Stay fresh. Bye. 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 Bye.